Hey guys, real quick break. Wanted to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. The cool thing is it's actually for free, which you can use right from your phone, your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll also distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard everywhere from Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Easily make money from your podcast. No minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I appreciate it. Oh, definitely. I'm so honored and excited. I like love it. I was like, oh, I can't wait. 2.30. Here we go. You're a mother, a wife, speaker, author, TV show host, coach, entrepreneur. You're awesome. Thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. One thing I wanted to say was thank you to your son for his service. Well, I came across you from a friend of mine, Nick Richardson, who's actually the founder of Greater Veterans based out in Spokane, Washington. I was really bummed that I missed this event, but it was an event you were in town for, uh, Devoted to to a Soldier event. And I would love to know, I mean, tell me about Devoted to a Soldier and the event and how'd that go for you? Oh, it was, you know, when you think like, gosh, it's going to be great and everything's going to be awesome. It was over and above what we could ever um ever expect so basically what we do is it's normally a three-day event so in spokane we came in we were invited by the brain alliance um, of the northwest which is way cool and the cool thing what we do is like we come bring resources community give a voice um to veterans to lead other veterans through the game and a podcast and then we leave and that's your table and you kind of grow from it and they the brain alliance had never opened up their eyes to um veterans and traumatic brain injury in veterans like it just was off their radar and so now it's on their radar and they're developing programs and reaching out to the veteran community there um as a resource for them so i'm like dude that was awesome done done can walk away yeah, very cool, very cool. Well, one of the first things I noticed when I went to your Facebook page is you have this awesome mission statement. And I'm just going to read it real quick because I love what it says. I mean, it says, says your mission is to support and strengthen the relationships of military and veteran families. And your specialty is really supporting men and holding power from that boardroom to their personal lives and bringing out their primal state to level up in aspects of their life. It's such a great mission statement, but would love to know the backstory of that and how'd you come up with that? You know, I believe God gives you what you're supposed to do. You just have to be willing to open up and learn from it and usually learn from your mistakes or the trials that you've given, right? You're given the same lessons till you like get it and you learn and then you're given more of it. So through this whole after like I ran a company for 24 years and when I left, I was like, what am I going to do? I, even though I don't look like it all the time, I'm actually a tomboy at heart. Like I grew up a tomboy. So I had my best friend is my brother. So I have this like connection. All of my clients ended up becoming men and what i was finding and even through raising my kids was that men it was almost a bad thing to be a man to hold that like uh that strength and that power and i don't want to say dominant but it is a little dominant presence a real man is vulnerable and loving and gentle and there was this through society over time there was just this destruction of this male and female power. And I was like, you know, we need strong women, but we need strong men. And you can't have one without the other. And so I I saw that there was was a lack in it. 
just uh, there was a need to have that, like, look, dude, you go pick up your wife and bring her upstairs and whatever, or you know, be that, be that man, and don't have to crumble, you know, through what society thinks. So yeah, that's how it kind of started. Very cool. The TV show that you host is called The Next Level of You. It sounds awesome, but for folks who don't know, what's the show about? So it is going to be. It's a seven series. We finished filming of it, and it's going to launch in January. We kind of pre put it out, and then we're like, you know what? We we need to bring it back, reel that baby back in, and we're going to launch it. So I took two women totally different women and brought them into their goals. So I was actually working with women at this time, but it, it was all business and self-development. So it's been very cool to see that transition for them. And it's pretty like, it's Ron real. It's following around, giving them resources, listening to their challenges. But man, you can totally relate to everything. Guy or girl, you can relate to what's going on in their life and then see the outcome. It's like fortune teller. Yeah, absolutely. You've got a lot of projects going on though. I noticed in November, you're starting a new podcast with Cowboy Jacks called License to Love. What's that going to be about? Yep, it's in the development stage of it. So we'll see kind of, we're like in the trial to see what it goes. But everything about what I do is bringing that family unit together, developing that relationship within yourself so you can have relationships outside of yourself. So it's, if that's what it's about, we all have to how does social media affect your relationship? You know, if yeah. you're deployed, what does that look like? Or what if you're a CEO, what, you know, the challenges with men and women working together. So it's really just another facet for people to get like relationship motivation, relationship questions answered and hear it from a very raw and real state. Like I'm no fluff. Don't I, I can't I can't deal with the fluff in the PC. I wanted to go back a little bit because the more that I read into your story. Your story is pretty crazy. I'm blown away by it. It sounds like you moved around a lot as a kid and you know, but it didn't stop you from really doing what you wanted to do, which was be a ballerina. What was it like for you being on the road as a kid so much? Well, you know, you look back and it's all I knew. I got great people skills. I had to make friends very, very fast. But, you know, and then it left you with don't get too attached to people. So it left me with some issues that I had to work out as, a, as an adult. Sure. Um, <laughs> But it was kind of an adventure. It's, it's all I knew. I was flying by age of five by myself all over the country. You know, I um, my my first audition with the, with the Louisiana Ballet Company was actually at five. And it wasn't like it is now. You went in a room by yourself for five to six hours. And that was it. And then you came out. There was no moms watching. There was no dance moms. It was not like that. It was pretty much like you got hit with a stick if your toes weren't pointed enough. You know, it was so when you that's all, you know, that's all, you know, and it gives you cool skills and then stuff to make you cool when you grow up. And a couple of weeks after your 16th birthday, you found out you were going to be a mom which is, yeah. I mean, an amazing blessing. But what was going through your mind at the time, you know, when you found that out? You know, is re I remember where I was when I found out. I was at, like, my friend's house. Like, her parents were divorced, so we were at her dad's house. In the, Like, I remember it all. In the bathroom, I remember calling him. He was older than I. And it never crossed my mind ever to, like, have an abortion. Now, I don't know why, because you would think, God, you've been 16 for two weeks, you know, like, sure. but it never, I, I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, so it was just like, okay, here we go. I can do this. This is a new adventure. It was kind of like moving, I, yeah. you know, I, I, and, and then I went through, I became 
automatic. Like I look back now and I think I just became automatic, right? These survival skills of just being, being a mom that comes up inside you, even though I didn't even know what the hell being a mom meant, but I was like, all right, get a job, go to night, you know, I, well, there was shame. So I ended up dropping out of high school because I was embarrassed to be pregnant in high school, even though I lived in the South and it's more normal there. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) That was a bad joke. Um, So I was like, I'll go to night school so I could kind of hide and I'll work during the day, you know, um, and I moved out. I moved out with his father and I lived at 16 like uh, you would at 20 or 30, you know? And that kind of is a good segue to the the next sort of topic is you mentioned a couple of your lessons that you got stuck with growing up that you had two choices. You can accept the choice and the consequences and stay where you're at, or you can say, this is not how my life's going to end, you know, or this is not how my story's going to end. I know you chose number two, but why was that? You know, I didn't want, I through all of this, I had some sort of pride. Maybe it was like that Italian in me, you know, they say <laughs> through generations, you're stuck with your generational baggage. So yeah. maybe that, that was it. But like, I knew I didn't want to be a welfare mom. I knew I didn't want that. Like, that was more embarrassing to me. It was embarrassing. It was more embarrassing to me to be on welfare and to kind of like get, throw your hands up and give up than to be like you know what, I'm just going to work really hard and be the best at what I can be. And I look back and I was awful at it. Like, oh my gosh, you know, (laughs) but, but I didn't, I just didn't want to lay down. I didn't want to lay down and just be like, here, I'm just going to be this slob and, and not have any, anything to offer my son. The other thing that kind of struck me in your story was in 2015, you were in an accident. It sounded like first responders didn't really think that, you know, they were shocked that you were even still alive or it had made it. What happened in, as a mom and as a wife, what's going through your mind in that moment? It was, you know, I actually have a book in a chapter that's premiering on the 19th. On It's Les Brown's book. And it's about owning your dreams. And it's, a, it's about this exact thing. Um, I had kind of given up on life. Even though I said I was this fighter, I didn't... You know, I became at 16 a mom. I became at, you know, I just became what I was supposed to, what I thought I was supposed to be. So then at 18, I went and worked for my dad. He said, you want to come work for me? And I was going to college and I was like, sure. You know, I didn't really have much going on. Um, So I then became what he wanted. I started fulfilling his dreams. So when I hit that accent, that was like actually a lifesaver because I was just a robot. I had, you know, I had three kids. I was married and I loved my husband. We're still married. I finally, it took me a long time, trial and error, but I finally found the man I'm supposed to be with. Um, and, and he's wonderful. But going through that, I knew I was going to die. Like I remember that. I remember seeing the white light. I remember hearing the trees as I'm going through the woods. And it was the most peaceful feeling ever, even though I knew death was, death was coming. Um, and then after that, I struggled. I wanted to kill myself. I wasn't the person that I was. I couldn't do the things. I was bedridden. I, my memory's gone. My emotional, I'm like a crazy lady. Like I would be like, I want to kill myself one day and I'm crying in love the next, you know, like I, I just lived in this state of, of 
chaos. So I wasn't a good wife. I wasn't a good mom. I was basically just a zombie trying to survive because I was in such pain. So I, I really sucked at everything right after. Wow. It just got chills on my, my back of my neck there when you're telling that story. It's crazy. I can't imagine being in that moment. Uh, but I love that you're back and you've got this devoted to a soldier thing going on. You've got so many good stuff going on. Do you care for do some rapid fire fun questions? Sure. So you've, you've seen a lot of like big speakers, at least that I've seen like Brad Lee and Danny Johnson. Is there a speaker or an entrepreneur that you met that kind of sticks out the most as being most memorable for you? Um, yeah, I really liked Danny Johnson. And I think I really liked Danny Johnson. I saw her with my husband the first time we saw a speaker together. And there was just, she was just kind of like, blah, this is it. Yes, she's selling from the stage. Yes, she's doing all those things that speakers do. But we actually walked away with tools within our relationship how to communicate with each other better so for me i think that would be that was like oh i like still use that crap to this day with him and him with i you know and, and with other people super cool do you have a favorite band or type of music that you listen to i listen to everything my favorite is country garth brooks Nice. Uh, you do a lot of traveling. What city has the best food? Oh, I love food. Every place. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, th you know what? It's a country. The only food I never liked was in Ireland. Okay. Last question there for you. Who inspires and motivates you? Mm, you know, I think it's my kids actually. It changes all the time for me, but right now um, it's, it's my children. Like it's, I would not want to be in their shoes. Um, I don't know how they got to be so amazing with a mother like me. And yeah, I'm like, you're figuring it out. They're figuring it out along the way and they're doing a damn good job at it. So right now in this moment, that's who it is. Well, Danny, I also wanted to give you an opportunity to just give a shout out to family, friends, whoever that you wanted to give a shout out to on the video. This time is yours. Okay. Well, I, first my family, I'm super big into my family. My brother and his family moved to Arizona a couple of months ago. And so I miss them dearly, but they keep me going insane. My children, of course, that I just did. My husband, dude, I don't know how he puts up with me, but he is, he's a pretty awesome guy. Like one day you're going to have to meet him. He's, um, he's a life changer. And my team, my team keeps me real. I love them. Cool. Danny, you've got so much good stuff going on right now. I'm excited for the new podcast coming out and the upcoming show coming out devoted to a soldier. You're just kicking butt. You're changing lives. You are a world changer. Thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, day to jump on a show with me real quick. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for hanging around. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to see more videos from Top Radio MMA and the Bearded Biz Show, please click the playlist and also hit subscribe to our channel. Become part of the Top Radio MMA and Bearded Biz community. We would really appreciate your support. Also, please leave a comment below. I will read and respond to all of them. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day.